Time is more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. Jim Rohn. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Alright, time is money to poor people. (laughs) Today we're talking about the relative value of money and to get started, I want to talk about a brief history of money, credit, and the economy, kind of an understanding of how cash and, and credit work together and, and what, what that does in the economy, uh, and then how that relates to personal finance and how we're actually playing this game of, of trying to earn money, buy assets, get into businesses, become the owner, become the employer, etc. At least that's how people become rich. And um, uh, so I want to just kind of ask the question, is time money? Like people throw that around. Or is that just a, a nice thing to say when we're, you know, quote unquote, burning daylight? And we say time is money, got to go. Or is time actually money? So let's get started. So first of all, the history of money. Civilizations have been basically trading goods and services forever, right? Um, I find something, do something, create something for you, uh, and the social agreement is that you'll then return something of equal value. And then at some point, um, people started writing sort of IOUs, legitimate contracts of sorts saying, uh, you you know you did X Y or Z for me. You lent me your gold. You lent me um, whatever. You helped me build my house. Uh, fed me whatever. Traded crops. Here's what I'm going to give you, and it's sort of written out an IOU contract. Um, so as society sort of progressed, that became a very common practice to you know lend someone your money, your gold. They could go out and trade barter, whatever, return with more assets, more money, make profit, return you your assets, and and so on and so forth. And so there became lenders, there became business people, there would also become, you know, there would be personal loans, all, all that stuff sort of developed. Well, paper money or IOUs were used in what we now call the United States uh, in the late 1600s. And Later, new currencies were introduced in the United States in, I believe, 1861 to help finance the Civil War. We sort of standardized currency and what we call cash, right? But it was attached to gold. So there was a certain price for gold. Um, gold. Now, you need to understand that all assets are relative in value. So we kind of use the gold standard as like this very stable um, currency, but it's also much more volatile these days than it was back then because the economy shift. There's so much news. There's so much pumping money in and out of systems and global economies messing with each other. But back in the day, gold was was quite stable because actual economic growth is pretty slow and stable for the most part. 
um, actual economic growth is typically closer to like four or five percent. Whereas, you know, when we're looking at stock markets and stuff like that, we're really picking the top echelon of, of economic company growth companies, right? So if you look at, at certain things like like Shopify, for example, example, over the last year has had a massive increase in its value. Well, some of that's perceived value, some of that is future projections of, of its its future value, and some of that is real growth. Um, but either way, Shopify is a unique company compared to the rest of the economy. So back, you know, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, uh, companies weren't just popping up like that and becoming global, scalable companies overnight. Um, and so the changes of, of asset prices was much slower, much more stable. So we had gold as sort of the standard of uh, exchange. And um, eventually we, we broke free from that um, standard of gold. And that was, we, we abandoned the gold standard in 1971. And ever since then, cash has become a very volatile, volatile game. So in other words, we, we abandoned the gold standard and now the value of cash, uh, which is another term for an IOU, <laughs> is subject to change. The Fed can change change it, you know, the national banks can sort of change it. What's the value of cash? They can change interest rates as well, which doesn't necessarily change the value of cash, but it has a major effect on economic growth and, and, and regression, right? So all these things become very easy to manipulate. So to give you kind of a a real world example. Let's say you loan me $100,000 for a mortgage. Um, so I buy a house. Cost me 100 grand. I'm going to the the IOU is that I owe you $100,000 plus 3% interest over the next 10 years. So that's the deal. Well, let's just say we happen to have a, you know, a 2008 recession type scenario where the government um, pumps in a bunch of money, or even the the scenario we have right now, government's currently talking about another multi, you know, what is it, trillion dollar stimulus package? I don't even remember the, the price tag there, but a very large sum of money being kicked out to the, uh, uh, you know, American people or businesses or however they're going to cut that um, as a stimulus. Well, what that means is that they're printing money. And when we print money, the value of the dollar decreases. So I'm going to use an, a dramatic example to to sort of show the show how it works. Usually it's not this big, right? But the deal we made is $100,000. But let's just say over the next three years, the dollar de- depreciates in value by a third. So now that hundred grand that you were anticipating getting plus the interest is really only worth, you know. $66,000 at least two years ago. So you'd have basically been loaning me 66 grand, not 100, <laughs> and anticipating to get that back. Um, so now I benefit because my property value is going to be going up because 
the value of property is one of those things similar to gold, where it typically holds a certain value in relation to everything around it. So produce prices are going to go up. Wages are going to go up. Uh, property value is all going to go up. So all these assets are appreciating while the dollar is, in comparison to the dollar, depreciating. So as the, the one that took the loan, I benefit from this scenario. As the lender, you don't get the money that you thought you were going to get or the value. You don't get the value out of our IOU, right? Had you loaned me the $100,000 and the economy stayed stable, the value of cash stayed stable, you would get more value as the lender and I would have to you know, pay more value as the um, one who took the loan. So that's kind of how the economy works. Things work in relation to one another. So this is the game we play. So in order to get out of the sort of um, rat race employee that's just trying to earn cash and pay cash, you need to become an owner of assets. You want to become an owner of assets as well, and that's in the form of you know real estate or businesses. Um, it could be gold. Gold is uh, not usually a particularly attractive investment, in my opinion, just because it's sort of doesn't do anything. Whereas, like, if you're an owner of a business, it's trying, you know, the goal of a business is to produce more goods and services for clients and increase value, actually create value. A mining company is actually extracting precious metals or you're drilling for oil or extracting energy from the earth or creating solar panels to harvest energy from the sun. So you're legitimately harvesting value and and making it available to the people. So a business is trying to collect the value, right? You're paying employees to go out and do that work. And then as the business owner, you get the reward of all the work of these people. And And you get to benefit from that. Real estate, you can rent it out. Also, it much like gold holds a certain value and will appreciate. And so the game we're playing is you want to get on that end. The the, the whole goal is to get on that end of this um, system. I just want to pause real quick because I took a note and I forgot to, to throw this in there to give you an idea of how the economy is working on credit. So today... The national debt is something like $146 trillion. So that's credit. $146 trillion of credit out there in our economy. There's only about a $1.2 trillion of cash in circulation. So if you think of that, $146 trillion of credit out there and $1.2 trillion of cash, that's less than 1% of our economy, what we call currency, is actually cash, actually money. So you can see that the economy l- runs almost completely, 99 point something percent on credit. That's what we run on. So we've got to be able to have these exchanges of, of IOUs. So most of us are employees, the people that get paid per hour or on a salary um, 
to produce those goods and services, to sell them, make them, right? Um, so in that sense, we are like literally exchanging our energy and time for money, right? So in this sense, to the poor, and in this case, I'm saying poor is anyone that's the employee level and down, to the poor, time is literally money. <laughs> so it's so critical that you take a portion of your income and set it aside and then invest it into businesses and assets. Buy stocks, buy real estate, etc. You want to become that. And the more that you buy those things and become a business owner, put your money to work for you, the quicker you can detach that scenario of your time being money. So in your daily life, if you're an employee, if you're one of those, as I said, poor people, it's critical that you evaluate the way you spend every dollar. If you're spending it on candy and junk food and coffee and who knows what else, all the junk we spend money on as as American citizens... (laughs) You got to think about that. That's like, you know, depending on how much you spend, you got to think, calculate it. I just spent four hours. I just spent eight hours. I spent 150 hours, right? I just spent two years of my time on this thing. And a lot of times that junk doesn't really make, it doesn't bring you joy. It doesn't, you know, bring any long-term success, happiness, or fulfillment to you or your family or your loved ones. So really think about it before you spend it. You need to be purchasing business assets. And then later in life, as you get yourself out of that situation and you've invested enough money that it can actually take care of you, then money's just money because it's no longer your time. Now your time is free for you to choose what you're going to do with it. Now you can uh, fully harness the greatest, one of the greatest assets that you have is, is, is your time and energy. You can take your time and energy and put it into things that you actually want. So to answer the question, is time money? For, for employees, absolutely, time is money. Your money is equal to your time. Your time is equal to your money. For the rich, money is just money. They can blow a little bit, they can spend it, they can burn it, they can use it as toilet paper. Money's just money, and they have their time. To poor people, we have a certain amount of time uh, that's free, and a bunch of it we're trading for money so that we can continue to eat and, and feed our families and all the things that we need to do. So the quicker you can build up that stash, buy businesses and investments, the faster that you can detach your time from your money. If you found this episode valuable, please hit the subscribe button, uh, share it, leave reviews and comments. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, I'll provide a link to Buzzsprout where you can start your own podcast for free for as long as you want. If you're interested in the best resources for how to rank your own YouTube videos, keyword searches, uh, tips and tricks, YouTube channel analysis, video analysis, etc. Uh, I recommend 
TubeBuddy. I'll put a link below where you can get connected to TubeBuddy. And if you do, I'll get a kickback. So I appreciate that. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.